Uh. Some of people's one time. This is AJ. I'm in here with Avery and Eve. Hey, y'all. What's going on? As always, you can ingest our wonderful podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you are on iTunes, please go ahead and give us all five of those stars. We would really, really appreciate it. And on all the other platforms, please just subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, You can hit us up on social media across the intersection on Facebook. Across this one on Twitter and the Grizzam. I am on Divinimus on all platforms. Um, feel free to holler at me. E to the V to the on Twitter. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we just you. jumped right over Avery because you knew he was not going to give his I'm social not media. With Avery. I'm not messing with Avery. <laughs> you know? But you know, there might be one day where he, he was says, staked I out want- the Capitol when Zuckerberg was over there giving his uh, testimony. So, oh I ain't messing gosh. with Avery over there today. Phantom Menace. <laughs> v for Vendetta over here. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're getting back in the normal cast of characters. We thank y'all for rocking with us this week. Um, we had a special guest last week because everyone here. What's going on, man? So how you been? You, you ain't been with us the last couple weeks. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. You know, every everything's everything is, man. Uh, just really trying to um, be obedient, man. I just finished reading this book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Ooh, mm, yeah, I need to read yeah. that again. George yeah. S. Clacy, yeah, absolutely. About mm. giving, the power of giving. Well, well, um, no, it no, isn't? that's not it. It is about money, though. Yeah, um, the, it, it is about. Uh, Have you read that book? Too? Yeah, I oh. did, but it was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I read it when I was a teenager. Then I gave it away in my twenties to, to to another teenager, and then I decided to read it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly, mostly it is about um, it is about money management and it, by using allegories based out of um, ancient Babylonia or nice. Mesopotamia. Babylonia, for those who, who don't know, is uh, West Asia or what we, what we now will call... Um, the Middle uh, East. Yeah, the Middle East. Uh, yes. Yeah, Middle East is a created created region right because what is it middle of what is it east of well you know always about perspective <laughs> yeah. of course the british Speaking empire books, did, ran did you over give her that. back the economic did you give her the economic? I, I, see so i'm still working through it again oh i, I thought be, you already finished i did finish it but i needed to that's why i went and read the richest man in babylon again because i needed to get my i, I need to get my statement correct on the portion of debt slavery that i'm writing about i'm, I'm just writing writing a little little article yeah on, um is it going to go up on a particular website that's that's about to launch soon? Is that? Yeah, is I mean, I don't we, know. We'll can see. We, can we get some of that? I'm saying I got to be on my V for Vendetta, okay, so I don't know. You know, know. I don't know if I don't know if I'll do it. It might be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Smithery Ave. <Is> that, <laughs> no. Oh man, but yeah. um. Anyway, that's nah, what I've been doing. That's that's what's up. Oh, I, yeah, I I, uh, I paid off um paid off my school loans. Boom, 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 yeah. Yeah. Incredible. In my mama name, in my name. Shout so, out to debt. Mama, two, mama two different accounts. Um, that's great. Yeah, shout out to snowballing. I snowballed my payments, and of then course. I was just really aggressive. Now we're gonna pause right there because for those of you who don't know what snowballing is, it is a tremendous financial tool that you can use. It doesn't require any special people or training. All you got to do is once you pay off a bill, Uh-oh. take that money that you were paying that bill with Uh-oh. and compound it to the next one. Oh, that way you snowball and snowball. I was telling Avery a couple weeks ago. I remember the last payment I made on my student loans. Mm. My my wife called me and she was about to pay. She was about to. Um, I told you I mailed checks in, so I know you made on the last <laughs> week. So she's about to mail a check in to mm-hmm. the student loan. This is a few years ago, and she called me. She's like, "You know, this is the last payment, right?" I was like, "For real." 
She was like, yeah, like the last payment. I was like, no, don't, don't do it yet. I want to be there. I, <laughs> yeah. I want to be there when you yeah. mail that dress. She was like, I'm going to the post office now. And I was like, oh, just so I understand that that feeling when you just knock out, when you knock out debt, it's a, it's a tremendous feeling. It's a tremendous feeling to feel, you know, yeah. to get that weight off your. Straight up, you got to go Conor McGregor on your bills, you know? Yeah, you got to throw a, throw a hand truck through the windshield Absolutely. On <laughs> and this is part of the Fly reason. seven hours. It would be great if there was a time machine to not get into that debt in the first place. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. But, you know, some things, some things happen before us and a lot of things we have no control over, like today's topic. You like that? I'm a professional here. I, mm. that, was a, that was my rush segue. Yeah. But no, you know, there, there are a lot of things that yeah. take place before our time that unfortunately we, we are subject to. And, you know, one of those things being our wonderful faith, right? And so the, the Christian faith goes by so many names, mm. right? There's, there's a lot of, you know, people will say, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, some yeah. people say I'm a son of God. A lot of follower people, of the way. Follower of the way. You know, people love to use the terms, um, I believe in God, right? I believe in Jesus, but I just don't mess with church people. You know, just all the, all of the above. We we hear all of the above. And, you know, because we got to kind of lump all that in together. One of the mistakes that pe- that believers make, Christians make, is we segment ourselves, right? So we'll say, I'm not like them. I'm not like them. But people who are atheists or agnostic, they'll be like, all of you cats are crazy. Like, I don't mess with none of y'all. It's Baptist, Methodist, whatever. You all are crazy. You know, and, and I believe that the enemy does the same thing. He's not trying to kill Baptists. He's trying to kill anybody who believes in mm-hmm. Yeshua. So, but we are subject, you know, in the 21st century here, 2018, just like we were last century. We, we're, we're subject to things that took place before us, right? And so one of the trends... Ah, you like that? Yeah, using using fancy words like trend. One of the trends, one and 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 it, it's it's not recent, but it's something that's been on my radar for a while that I wanted to chop it up about. And it's this trend in general that millennials are leaving churches, right? But in particular, people of color those those numbers kind of go up a little bit. And so, what what we have is a people group, a generation, whatever you want to have it are migrating away from quote-unquote church, hmm. quote-unquote organized religion. Hmm. And, you know, when you say the term organized religion, that's kind of a large umbrella term that a lot of stuff can fall under. But we're just going to sort of hone in on because that's what we do here. I haven't said it in a while. We talk about God, faith, the Bible, marriage, all that stuff. I haven't said that in a while. So we, we talk about all that stuff, race, faith, all yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. I just I was going back through some old episodes the other day, and I was like, I haven't said that in a while. So that's what we do here. Um, but... We have uh, the migration of a lot of people away from it. So what we want to hone in on particularly today is people of color, right? People of African descent, particularly those people who exist in the Western context, migrating away from whether you want to call it church, organized religion, what have you. Um, It's not necessarily at the levels of that it should be alarming, but it is becoming a trend. And not just that they're leaving, but what they're going to, right? Because one of the things in which you see now, and obviously it's more prevalent because of the internet and social media, is that people are, are have a growing affinity to what, we, what they like to call, quote unquote, traditional African religions, right? Um, and it's kind of a mixture, so you can kind of be a little bit of syncretism in there because it's kind of like an amalgamation of a lot well, of yeah, different Well, yeah, I stuff. mean, it was there. It's all in the Black Panther, you know? Oh, um, I mean, you have people who use. You mean the film? The yeah, film yeah, Black the Panther. film, the yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> not and, and, Huey Newton and. Uh, I okay. mean, what well, is that too? But 
in the Black Panther, um, Black Panther literally worshiping Bast or Baset, and Baset being a goddess, an uh, Egyptian goddess. That's a that's a real thing that yeah. people actually worship. Mm-hmm. So there's the term Oya, right? And Oya is uh, a goddess uh, or mother goddess. You have uh, Samaramis, Queen Samaramis. That's based out of Babylonia and Mesopotamia. So, so yeah, people um, people are migrating to these things. But I just wanted to bring that up as far as the Black Panther goes because it was all throughout the Black Panther. And also, it looks like we're not just talking about people who go from one church to the next. You know? No, no. Basically, what a lot of us have experienced is starting off in one church and then getting a, a deeper knowledge of something in Scripture that our mm-hmm. church doesn't address and then mm-hmm. going to another church that mm-hmm. might be a little bit better in that area. So we're not talking about church hopping. Yeah. Even if it's church hopping over decades, we're talking about people leaving altogether and either going to a group that uh, has beliefs that's, that are inconsistent with uh, what we would consider, uh, I guess, basic Christianity or at least Western Christianity, yeah. or just leaving all together and, and choosing faiths from what we would consider our ancestral traditions. And to be very specific, we're, we're talking about people who either at one time went to a church, went to church, considered themselves a believer, considered themselves a Christian, and are now no longer considering themselves that or yeah. no longer doing those things. So it's a it's a very specific trend that you see. We're not talking about somebody who didn't grow up a believer, you know, and so that they, they don't come from that particular faith tradition. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the trend of people who at one point that that was how they classified themselves and now they no longer for whatever reason well, now there's they, a myriad of reasons okay. but they no longer do that got it well now all three of us the interesting part is that all three of us know people who are in these categories and it is a trend in our circles but is there are there writings is there evidence you know um that there are people who are making this transition Oh yeah, there's a there is a uh, some stats. Of course, we can look up a ton of stats. But I I went to Pew Research, and seventy eight percent of Americans right now who would consider themselves, quote unquote, not identifying with a religious you know group or whatever, they were raised <laughs> they were raised quote unquote religious. Yeah. So we're not talking about people who don't come from any faith tradition. These are people who came from a particular faith tradition. Who now are like, yo, I'm good. And one of the, you know, we we could pinhole a lot of different, you know, reasons why. But, you know, obviously one of the big and specific, you know, reasons why. And there were a couple of articles that, that we're going to reference today, but that I don't agree with totally. But it they sort of point to this trend. So people will say, hey, um, Western Christianity is, you know, steeped in colonialism and capitalism and. White That's why, yeah, and yeah. white supremacy, and white supremacy. white supremacy. That's why I don't identify with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm leaving organized, quote unquote, organized religion. I'm, I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving the faith. And a lot of people will say, and I, I've heard this, and I've read it different places, but these articles both actually highlighted it that the election of '45 was kind of like that line in the sand, right? Like that line in the sand where it's like I was already kind of wrestling with some things, but then I find out that the majority, the majority of white of people of white Christians actually voted for him. This is numerically correct, right? And it's then factual, you're like, yeah. wait a second, I'm actually in a church where most people would would vote for this man. 
uh, and and have contradictory views about what the role of a president is based clearly on color or based clearly on a uh, political party because they did not have some of the same uh, criticisms of the pre or the, of the previous president. There's a difference. The the previous president was was demonized, uh, even though he was uh, seemed to be a faithful husband and even declared that he was a Christian. Whereas this man uh, is <laughs> being embraced by a lot of people, or at least during his campaign was, um, even though his lifestyle uh, was definitely not biblical. So I think uh, what a lot of people are doing is they're saying. There, I was already questioning what's going on culturally in my churches, but now I realize that most people actually voted for this man who are, you know, white Christians. And this is what I'm aligning myself with. So some of the reasons that people noted in this Pew Research study, and we we can put the, the link on the Facebook page and we'll tweet out the link to the uh, Pew Research study. So here, here are a couple of the reasons. And, you know, we, we, we want to start broad before we get too narrow. So we're, we're starting very broad here. Um, some of the reasons, and these are direct quotes from some of the people who were polled in this research study. I see organized religious groups as more divisive than united. I think that more harm has been done in the name of religion than any other area. These are, you know, pretty standard. This is standard operating procedure for people who don't want to believe, right? right? I no longer believe in organized religion. I don't attend services anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I just believe religion is very personal with me and my creator. That's another one. That's that's another sort of lie and deception that we want to sort of dig into. Um, I believe, here's another big one. I believe... And of course, these people were anonymous, so there's no names associated with these quotes, but Pew is just quoting them. Because I think religion is not religion anymore, it's a business. It's all about money. That was another quote. Um, Clergy sex abuse scandals is another one. And then some of the church's teachings on homosexuality. So those are some of the direct reasons why people in in the Pew Research study would say they no longer... Um, you know, identify with organized religion. Let me talk about Christianity here. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, what's <clears throat> what, what's interesting about that is that one, um, people say, well, you know, I, I well, I no longer, I no longer. What what was one of them? I no longer believe in the what. I no longer believe in organized religion um, okay. because I believe it's a very personal conversation mm-hmm. with me and my creator. Well, yes, and that is true. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the the the. What's happening? What's happening there is that people know they read the scriptures, uh, or even in just something encoded in their DNA, and they look up and they see how organized religion or the church institution is performing and it's acting, and they know that there's something that's not right, and it leaves emptiness in their heart and their soul. Uh, scriptures have a uh, uh, a a, a um, parable about this: uh, the parable of the sower. Right. Uh, what, what's so what's so interesting is that the parable of the sower goes goes through that where it talks about how there's a farmer or a sower who has seeds and he sows his, the seeds on different kinds of ground, and um, so some people they they <clears throat> they they look and they see that there's something wrong with it, and uh, they just say, okay, well, you know, the hell with it. I'm just I'm 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 good, and I it's it's hurtful. Uh, and to 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 deal with this, uh, to 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 get an answer for the unanswerable, and I'm traumatized, and so I'm just going to fall back. So that's that's it. you have people who do that. You have someone else who can be very intellectual, and they say, well, well, um, uh, the Bible's been manipulated, 
And so that's an epistemological issue yeah. where, um, well, I don't trust this source of truth. Uh, and so what, what, what is so interesting about that is, is that people throw away and they discount the Bible. And yet so much of what it is that we experience right now directly comes from the scriptures. Perfect example, usury. I bring this up all the time, and he I just said because it reminds him of his name, Avery Usury. Is that <laughs> that's funny? <laughs> I, I bring that up, usury, and that meaning that meaning loans with exorbitant interest. Usury is something that is practiced that was prohibited in the scriptures for Hebrews to conduct among Hebrews because it took it took advantage of people, and the scriptures talk about how a false weight is abomination to the Lord, right? Yep, yep. It talks about that, right? Yeah, false scales. Yeah, false yeah. scales and yeah. false scales. What that means is that in trade, when you when you have a certain amount of precious metal. Uh, that you use as a uh, as as a currency. Don't put that brick under it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it as a currency, and then you have a you have a money changer, and a money changer has a has a scale that makes it seem like that currency weighs less than what it actually does. So you need to put more on there. See, that's an abomination to the Lord. So when you when you discount the Bible, you discount these scriptures. You're discounting all of that stuff, which leaves you more and more um, vulnerable. To be taken advantage of. You're discounting so, the thou shalt nots, including the yeah, ones that you agree with. So you're, you're doing yeah, all take of it that, or leave it. And, which which only ends up proving the scripture to be uh, valid even more, which is which is uh, interesting. There were some other ones in there. Yeah, so you know, it's funny what you just said. It's like why why wouldn't I then just kill you, right? If if we got into a disagreement, if we just going to discount the Bible. If we had a disagreement, what's stopping me from just robbing you and killing you if, if we get into a disagreement? Well, 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 certainly. See, now this is why, you know, this is this is why we, it seems like we're going all over the place, but all these things are associated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, and, I'm just and, making a, a, and, a, a, you know, it's right. a, an, an extreme example, but I'm just saying if people want to hold a certain level of morality, yeah. that morality has to be based in something. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It, it and can't pe- be relative. And people yes. do kill other people. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they do kill other people. The problem is is that people don't think that they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. The things in which that people can think they can get away with, they do. That's why people get killed in the womb because they can people can get away with it. Ooh. That's why people that's why people get killed um uh on on death row or people get killed people get killed in um uh, other societies that are abstracted. Death Row, the record label. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Death Row, the yeah, and Bad too. Boy. Yeah, because nobody cares. You can get away with it if you're puffy. Oh, but, oh, but, whoa. oh wait a second. Spread <laughs> that out. Alrighty. So, so you can get you can you can get away with the killing if you are a, a country that needs to uh, protect a particular commodity, and so you you bring forth these pretexts that. Um, that uh, uh, allow you to be able to to bomb certain areas, and then when civilians die and children die, you can say, "Well, it was worth it because we you know, protected this, that, or the third for United States interests." So, you know, people can get away with. I mean, people do people do commit those things when they when they think or know they can get away with it. So let's let's go a little further in into this trend. But anyway, you know, yeah, no, because I think what you're what you're saying is exactly right. Because what has happened, one of the things that that has happened, right? Because again, we're we're starting broad, 
to sort sort of narrow down because people have a myriad of reasons why they would leave a church or leave organized Christianity. Um, but we want to sort of hone in now on people of color, right? So when you have a lot of Christians of African descent who live in America, they would cite things like uh, colonialism and Christianity was imposed upon yes African slaves yes. and you know things yes. of that nature and they would say yes. oh that you know because of slave masters that's why the slaves you know chose Christianity because it was imposed upon them by their slave owners and then they would use that as a logical way of saying that's why I no longer want to identify with that which is yeah. interesting because it doesn't get into the bible and it doesn't necessarily at least at that stage get into some problems that a person would have with doctrinal scripture and the basis by which this faith uh, exists it gets into the human injection into well, and the human use of uh, this thing called Christianity or Bible believing, and then it will point the finger at what human beings have done, which is what human beings have always done. And so um, I think that once it gets to the point of questioning the actual integrity of the faith, um, uh, I think that's something that we can talk about. But prior to that, I think when, when you align human beings with, with uh, a faith that you once believed was of God, and you say that because humans are imperfect, I'm going to leave that faith. I think that there's a, a problem with um, with that argumentation. No, I well, definitely, I agree. Well, well, I, I I can see I can see the reasoning behind why somebody would do it. I would then further question though, uh, how much research has that person done? Because um, unfortunately, we have we have a we have an education here in the United States, which you know I guess I'll label American History X. Uh, and the reason why I call it X, because X can X means unknown, and um, we have a history that's unknown, and so we follow this narrative of Christianity being equated with uh, whiteness or colonial Christianity yeah. without understanding that when we see those photos or those documentaries or those videos of missionaries going into Central Africa uh, and um, you see these uh, uh, Caucasian missionaries carrying crosses and and people burning um, their their um, uh, uh, their animistic or traditional African religion uh, items. Uh, when we see all those things, and then we turn around, we think about slavery and how oh the Bible was forced on us and all of that stuff. What we don't understand is that when we see when, when we see the 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 Caucasian in that position, forcing the scriptures or this particular, not even the scriptures, but, but this particular system of belief on you, what you're really seeing is a facsimile of something that 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 comes from um, uh, 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 people of your overall lineage that you may not even know about. See, like you're global, right? Like you're global as a person uh, uh, of color, but specifically when you go back and read the book of Genesis, then you will see that that um, the first people that the Lord dealt with were people of the sun, S-U-N, were people of the sun, were people who originated from what we now, from what we now refer to as um, West Asia or the Middle East or uh, uh, what, what now is uh, um, targeted as Israel. Um, but that's a modern map. 
You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it could so, just be Northeast Africa. Absolutely. You got it. You, you the, There's a modern map. There's a modern map where the lands were uh, divided up. Like, I mean, how many of y'all have ever um, uh, flown up over the continent of Africa and looked and saw it? Oh, well, yeah, it's actually shaped like how the maps draw it. Have y'all ever done that? Well, I don't know that you could fly high enough to see those shape Oof. of the whole continent. So, um, and then of course there's the Pangea question and how South America might fit in there. But right, you know. well, what what I'm getting at is that the the these countries are modern lines. These countries are oh, yeah, modern no lines. There's a modern line that's drawn. And between... the Suez Canal is a modern construction as well, which separates Africa from Asia. Yes, it didn't exist in ancient times. I yeah. got you. Yes, yeah. yes, there's a modern line that goes between what we now call Egypt. And then what we now call um, Arabia, and that line did not exist in the scriptures. People of the sun, S U N, which we would now refer to as black in this country because of Blumenbach, um, we d- walked all up and down those lands, all up and down those lands. And so when we say like, oh, well, you know, people from Africa, or people like, like that's why I call it American History X. Like we, there's a there's a false narrative. There's a false narrative that we think that we're from one particular place when we could be from somewhere completely different. Yeah. People people of the sun are ab are are aboriginal to pretty much every place in this world. Every place in this world. That's a good um, point. Yeah. So and, you know, one of the things and that we and for you know for those of you all listening, you know, we understand this is probably not going to be wrapped up in one episode. So this is going to be episodic, but. We have to acknowledge, at least acknowledge the fact of people wanting to see or be able to identify themselves in what they believe. That's okay. human nature. That's fully understandable. Yeah, that's fully, yeah. So when young, younger, because, you know, when you dig into the stats, you, you find that believers who are of African descent, who live in Western context, black American Christians um, who are over 50. They, they still in very large numbers have no problem with organized Christianity, organized religion. But it's when you get to the younger, you know, when you get to Gen X's and then the, the millennials, those numbers begin to drop exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yes, I mean, those 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 people also, they come from a time pre-integration, too. Mm-hmm. So they come from a time where the paradigm was completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. And the unfortunate thing that happened with integration and this go this gets into civil rights. It gets into cultural Marxism. You know, we were having this conversation a little bit earlier. But um, the 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 goal the goal of um, cultural Marxism was to tear down was to tear down any structure. That was the goal. It tear down any Western structure. So so um, so yeah, that there are going to be younger people that are not interested in tradition, whatever the tradition whatever is. Whatever the tradition. Even yes. the length of time that older generation uh, members had been in the church would, uh, you know, make them even more devoted to and, what they've all. Even if they absolutely, come, even if they bump into a brick wall well, and find out that there's a major part of what they've been believing their entire lives that is not true, you spent your whole life devoted to that. Well, a- yeah, absolutely. That, that, that principle goes across everything. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. People stayed at their jobs longer. Well, they stayed in their neighborhoods longer. So yeah, yeah. That I mean, and specifically, the the specifically what you're talking about, Eva, could be referred to as the network effect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, it it, it, people stay uh, because of the relationships, and it doesn't really matter what it is that's being spoke about. Um, My Mm -hmm. relationships are here. So social identity is extremely important. It's almost at the uh, you know if we if I had a, a hierarchy of needs, it would be at the base. Two two things. 
social so, social connection yeah. is one. Um, um, and uh, uh, monetary value is two. If I if I own a church, like Carter G. Woodson talked about this, um, you know, forget what you believe. Forget what you believe. A church, an actual church building, is an asset. Mm-hmm. That is an asset. And that the and, and and that is and and that this is the conundrum, right? Because you know, I understand um, that the this this the, the severity of issue with the institution of um of Christianity, where it comes from, and the and the Catholic Church and Constantine and and all of that. There's a lot of problems, a whole lot of problems. Uh, and then at the same time, when you have a depressed people group who don't own anything, the one thing that they do own through and through is a church building. So whether or not what they're preaching is and it's hard for them to want to give up. That yeah, asset. because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because now you. I mean, that's the. I mean, that's that's the only thing you got popping in your. I mean, relatively popping. I've heard in that. Com- I've, in, I've, in I've your heard community, that notion before. Then you know, hey, right or wrong, we gonna ride this sucker because you know we're this is you know we're, we're I mean we're in America. It's capitalism, whatever. So those are the, those are the prickly situations oh, that yeah. people find prickly themselves in. Prickly is the in, word. Prickly know? is the, the word. In the, in I'm the not black con- church. I've actually heard. Yeah. That's why, you know, particularly for older Christians, why that notion, what Avery just said is true, like why they would fight so ardently for position and fight so ardently for titles is because they couldn't get position and title anywhere else. You yes. were you were scrubbing a white woman's kitchen floor over and over again all week, but you're a deaconess on Sunday. I mean, you you know, you have a you have role and 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 this is not even about anybody having a sinister, you know, desire for power. You are downtrodden all week and now somebody says, "Hi Deaconess I'm Johnson, hi Deaconess yeah. Jenkins," or you're the first lady and you get to wear your hat to the side and sit in the front <laughs> row. You are never front row for the whole week. And even if you are a stay at home and you have the the means to be able, everybody who looks at you is scrubbing kitchen floors. So there's a reason a lot a lot of people talk against the black church and a lot of the traditions and the way that the ushers march in and all of the to, pomp and circumstance. The context, but there's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's good. And, and, that's good. And yeah, and, and specifically to the financial, you know, the, the the financial benefit of of being associated, of owning it, of its land. All right, you got bank accounts associated with it. You can get a loan. You can build these bigger buildings that can. Um, uh, uh, in stated purpose, benefit the community. I say in stated purpose, not an actual purpose. You can have apartment complexes. You know, there, there, there are all different kinds of things that people associate with the church, uh, the building, that have absolutely nothing to do um, with the Bible. And so that's why they hold on to these things. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it, it gives them identity. They, mm-hmm. It makes them... You know, like it gives them value, self worth, and self value. So, like I said, all of those things, everybody yeah. who you know who's listening, those are just a precursor. We're we're sort of laying down some foundation. So to say, we understand why people would leave church, organized religion, but we also understand why people would hold so tightly to some of these mm-hmm. traditions, yeah. they whether they're right or wrong. We're just saying, I see it. I understand it. Like I can process it, right? But you also have to be able to see and process why someone younger from another generation who has title, 
who sees value in other things that they do, right? They may own their own business. They may be CFO. They may be a, do, you know, doing things, right? So they don't see the inherent need to fight and scrape for a title in a church, right? Or to have a quote-unquote position in an organized yeah. church. They don't see the inherent need in that because during the week, I may run my own business of a 1,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. So when I come to church, I'm just coming to- For spiritual you know, purposes. For spiritual purposes, you know? Maybe, I, I I would say I, I would say though um, even more than that people uh, are bound into uh, into particular um, they have uh, beliefs or they have desires uh, they have um, wants that they feel alienated uh, from that group and from that environment and so that's why they don't go and I think that that is more than the CEOs because but for one CEO that you just referenced you got everybody else that's working for them so. I think that that's a that's that that that, that that's infinitesimal. The, the that amount of people getting validation from outside of the church, and so they don't go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that mostly speaking directly to the issue at hand mm-hmm. is that people are finding themselves when being um, 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 uh, 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 quite frankly manipulated uh, by by the material in which that is coming across their timelines mm-hmm. on social media and uh, Twitter. And the news. You just want to take shots at social media. That, no, you know. I'm just saying. And, and and the news where they feel where they feel as though when they go on Sunday that these issues aren't addressed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and and um, what are these issues? What are these issues? Well, these issues are issues of race and of racism, and um, primarily speaking on speaking on this this, uh, particular, this, this issue. particular topic like that wasn't the issue for me when right. i left the church the mm-hmm. issue for me with the church goes back to i didn't think that the church the institution um was uh i don't i i did not think that it was an it was an accurate reflection of what it is that the scriptures say it yeah. should be and yeah. so i i learned what i i learned what i could from it like when you go to school and then I graduated. graduated. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's how I look at it and, and, um, to be, to, to be trained. Uh, and, and so before, before, um, uh, 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 a lot of people though, they look at it and they say, oh, well, these black bodies are in the street and there's black death and these churches aren't doing anything about it. So it's being irrelevant because they want to capitulate. So I'm going to leave. It's, there's a lot of people that's like that. Or they're saying that they see an entire structure built on white supremacy and on racism that they exist within. It doesn't mean every uh, person believes that, but yeah. it's a structural yeah. systemic so, thing. And they look at their church and they look at the system right. and they don't see their church speaking against that system. Well, let's. I, I want to go a little bit specific to, yeah, to this particular let, let's go. issue. Let's go. Let's go. I can remember oh. you know, one of the um, brothers that I personally disciple. Remember, he was asking me. Now, this is a couple years ago when when Homeboy started to really come on the scene. Um, Umar, your yeah. your boy Umar. Yeah, this yeah, is probably yeah. about I think it's like 2016. He emailed me a video clip. Right? Umar emailed you a video. Clip? No, not Umar. Okay, <laughs> Umar Johnson. Nah. Uh, you know what was he? He's the a big papa, the prince of child, Pan-Africanism. child psychologist oh, yeah. out of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's the yeah. prince of Pan Africanism. Yeah, calls himself the prince of Pan Africanism. Now he's been in a lot of things. He was in Hidden Colors, and he goes on the speaking tour, and he's in the yeah. Hotep community, and all of that. We're yes. gonna go on to that later, but yes. this particular interaction with this um, brother, right? So he emails me probably like two years ago. He says, "Yo, a YouTube clip," because of course everybody gets their education on YouTube now, and so I had to come against that too. But he sent this clip. Said, "Hey, have you ever heard of this cat?" 
And I was like, hmm, let me see what he's talking about. So I click on the link. And I see it's Umar. Now, at that point, I had already seen Hidden Colors. And so I was aware yeah, of so Umar. You know so I started to look up some stuff on the dude. And, but I understood where he was coming from. The guy who he sent this Umar? to me. Okay. No, he is the guy. No, me and Umar don't talk, man. Okay. Me, <laughs> All right. I mean, you're using I, all these third persons. I'm getting. I lost you know, Umar's cell phone number, so you to know. Follow. Okay. You know, um, he switched. He switched networks, and so I don't got his number no more. I heard that. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyway, so the, the brother texted me and said, "Hey, man, you know," and I when I he emailed me, then I texted him back and said, "Hey, let's talk," you know, and I said, "Listen, you know, although the gentleman shares some facts." Right, facts are not always synonymous with truth, mm-hmm. and you know we sometimes can make that distinction in our mind. We'll say, "Oh, if someone shares some facts, it must automatically be true." And no, facts are facts, but facts are not always truth. And I said, "But the reason that someone like an Umar um, would be able to gain a foothold on young black Christians is because the church, by and large, has chosen to be." culturally irrelevant and so we give we we make room for people like umar to come in i mean because listen umar has all the black preacher cadence like he he knows the mannerisms like he he knows exactly like he even speaks in churches i mean when you go in and look he does some of his lectures coming against the christian faith he'll do it in a church which is crazy that's another discussion but the, the 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 point i'm making is there is power, you know, and we we cannot deny this fact. And this is what yeah, Christian church, church and faith aren't the same thing. The, and Christians like to do this. We 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 like to put our head in the sand. And what we cannot deny, and there was a so the there are two articles, and I you know I didn't at least encourage you to eat the meat and spit the bones out. There's an article on religiondispatches.org that talk about um, Christians of color rejecting colonial Christianity, and then there's another article on splinternews.com. Um, that talks about young black people trading in church for, you know, traditional African religions. But there, there are cu- just a couple quotes that I want to pull oh out boy. of a couple of the articles. And <laughs> I said, eat the meat, spit the bones out. Yeah, I but said, you eat the but there people. is but there is meat. There, but there is meat in there. You have to teach people how to kill because then they're messing around. They meet eating kid- kidneys and throwing away the muscle, <laughs> you know. Well, here's well, here's here's some of the muscle that I want you to eat and not the kidney. So the the, the first article um, the lady makes a statement. She says, um, for some, there is power in seeing people who look like them represented as the originators of a tradition. For many minorities, ancestral traditions offer them a way to reconnect with the history that's been severed and erased. In interviews, I've heard how expanding their spiritual lens actually helps them see how Christianity actually does offer many of these things. A traditional, uh, a tradition founded by people of color, scriptural guidance for activism, and retethering them to the history despite their experiences with colonized, with the colonized version, often stripped of these crucial elements. I think that there's there's some validity to that. Again, it's fact, it's not truth, but it's enough to be able to see and understand. Okay. People want to be able to identify and see themselves in the thing in which they're practicing or the traditions in which they're believing. I I agree with that to an extent uh, because what that tends to do is teach people to lead by color. Mm-hmm. And there's a problem with that because not... Everybody that looks like you have your best interests at heart. Oh, I agree. And not everything that your people did in the past 
was to your benefit. Right. Obviously. Well, selling and, us into slavery was one of them. Yeah, well, well, for those that were sold into <laughs> yeah, slavery, because yeah. not every black, not every quote unquote black person was a slave. That's a lie. Because slave don't come from black people, that comes from white people. It's short for Slavic. Slavic. Eastern European. Yes. Mm-hmm. White but people I, were slaves. Yeah. So and black people black people were not all in slavery positions. There were black people that were in rulership too. Oh yeah, and then there are people that have your skin tone, skin complexion. Like I said, they are aborigine or from to that that the Aboriginal or Aborigine to uh, every place in this world, including Europe, including the Caribbean, like including like everywhere. So so anyway, this idea of oh well, you're saying we should look I at need- bloodline and not just melanin. Or we should yeah, look at neither. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And mm. and we we live uh, we we live in a particular dispensation. Yeah, but right? you can't reject that, it. I think people what people are saying is, in most Western, you know, expressions of Christianity, color has been completely rejected. And so when you tell people to reject something, it's human nature to go to the the complete opposite extreme. Okay, that's I agree with now, what you're saying. Yeah, but and, and if we, you say don't touch so what, that, don't touch it, right. I'm gonna touch it. Okay, you know what so, I'm saying? Okay, and I just want to be clear because, like, when we say this whole colonial thing, what well, it gets back to the dispensation. We live in a particular dispensation. All right. Um, I mean, the people we're talking about are in the dispensation, <laughs> right? I, I'm talking about we live under we live under a, a particular empire. We live under a European empire. Right, European Empire is not. Uh, it did not exist in time immemorial. Okay, yeah. it didn't go. It didn't go all the way back to the beginning of the time, and it and, and, and it won't exist. Yeah. Until, I mean, you know, don't let them tell it, <laughs> but it won't exist. Right, it will be something else that will come. It's actually relatively um, recent within the context of history. Yes, it's rel- right since the eighteen hundreds. It's since the eighteen hundreds that where they have been in their. In, in, in their prime, I'll even so to say five hundred years. But even if we're talking half a millennia, that's still not long. But yeah, in I the mean, context in their, of, hu- of human history, in their prime, yeah, mm-hmm. in their prime, like you have, like you have different kingdoms. You have, di- and then you have empires, right? I've said this before, which are kingdoms comprised of kingdoms. That's an empire, right? And then you have your em- your emperor kingdom. Uh, but we we live under particular particular um, kingdom right now, uh, and and it's a, it's a kingdom that that. Uh, is if as far as color goes, it's a it's a it's a Caucasian kingdom, a Caucasian European kingdom or empire. I agree, I yeah, agree. So. But again, what but I the the the, the point didn't that I'm making start with them. Yeah, history didn't yeah. start with them, but the people that if I'm taking a snapshot of where people are right in this yes, moment, uh-huh. you have to take all that into consideration. People that live under their empire. Yeah, I can't cast all so that off. So even if say, you know, even if you're someone who says I know that I was born into a, a a book that's being written. And even if you studied all the history in the world so mm-hmm. that you could understand your context, you're still living in a particular reality exactly. and you're still responding accordingly. And I have to, I mean, I have to acknowledge that reality. I can't just say, oh, you're yes. in that reality. So just, re-. no, I say, no, this is where you at. I understand if you're saying, yo, this is where I'm at. So because of that, I want to put all of that aside mm-hmm. and go over here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying over here is correct, mm-hmm. but I understand why you would but just That's wanna... what that article is saying, though. Yeah, I don't, and that's why I said eat the meat, spit the bones. So I started, you know, eat the meat, spit the bones out. Don't, everything in there is not all gravy because, you know, they push the LGBT joint strong and they, they are anti-patriarchy, well, by, you know, and I, and I don't, you know, some of those things I don't agree with either. So, but the, I can go, I, I can at least go through it and say, all right, you know, all right, I, I see where she's coming from. Okay. okay. You, you see what I'm saying? So that, that was my whole point because one of the other things that she noted in there, which 
is a people group that don't really get as much attention you know and i and i know we can't speak from a personal perspective but i've read books and i know a few believers who are indigenous to this continent mm-hmm. who are native americans who i've heard this personally from talking to them as well as from reading is they've experienced similar atrocities to african americans and sometimes in other cases worse and uh, this one of the ladies that she interviews in her article anna anna yelsey velasco sanchez that's a long name hmm. And I've heard this sentiment before, so I want to I want to read this quote and then just expound upon. So she says, "I don't even have access, or I don't even have access, or even secondhand knowledge to what my traditions are, to what the traditions of my ancestors are. I have this really sad, diluted recognition that I am a woman of indigenous heritage, and I don't even know what tribe I belong to. Wow. I don't know what language they spoke before they were colonized." Mm. I've I've literally heard that from Native American believers who I personally have talked to wow. because unlike African Americans who can at least go back to places where we may have or may not originated from. We can go to West Africa, see indigenous tribes, many Native American peoples, their tribes were annihilated. That's interesting right. because I I heard I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was us who focused on a full 11 million square mile continent uh, and not knowing our specific heritage, whereas the Native Americans will be able to say, I'm Choctaw, I'm Cherokee, etc. So but those it's are the larger tribes. There yeah. were hundreds of tribes that were annihilated that good, don't exist anymore. Good point. And, oh, so the reason they're saying they don't know or these particular people don't yeah. know is because those tribes don't exist. Exactly. And I do know that there are a few tribes where there's like, there are like one or two elderly people who are 90 year old plus and they're the only ones speaking their original language because the younger people don't necessarily have an interest exactly. in it. And so this young lady, she's from Venezuela, but also, I mean, North and yeah, South throughout America, the Americas, throughout yeah. the Americas, indigenous people existed there, but her particular tribe no longer exists. And so she was just like, yo, I, I haven't, I like, that we, is deep. Africa is a huge place. It's 11 million square miles. Right. But we can physically go to Africa yeah. and see West Africans. We can say, yeah. all right, I don't know what tribe I'm in, but yeah. if I want to, I can go visit every tribe. If, if I had the time and the resources where someone like her. There's nobody who even exists from where she would have come from, right? So that's like that's amazing. I I I think that it's amazing. So for somebody like her who would say, you know what, I'm good on Christianity, I'm good. Like I would because those people who touted, who walked around with crosses and crosses were on their ships, were the ones who came and annihilated my people. So why would I align myself with that faith? Exactly. So I'm, again, these are just snapshots, everybody. For everybody's listening, we're going to go a little deeper into all these things, but it is a trend and we can't do the normal church thing, which is what Christians have done throughout history. If someone questions the faith or challenges something, we immediately demonize them or say, you know, you're in sin or no. Question their salvation. Or question their salvation. All Tell these them they're race baiting. We have to, you know, we we have to go a little further to say there may be some other underlying factors that have deeply impacted this person to even get them to the place where they're like, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't trauma happens. People go through trauma. We have to be able to at least be able to empathize to say, okay, you know what, I don't agree with you, but I understand. And they've recently found that trauma actually can, you know, seep down into the DNA and, and pass on from generation to generation. Generational trauma. So this isn't exactly. just, oh, your great grandmother was a slave, get over yourself. 
It's not, it's not, you know, it's not, you know. Well, you know, you know there's, I, there's I, trauma that that's come through on that level. in that article, what exactly. you're talking about. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I, 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 I hear you and I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, you want to continue? Oh, no, I was just, yeah. I mean, because I've, there's a book I read called um, One Nation, Many Tribes by a yeah. brother named Richard Twist. Very powerful. He tells some of those similar. He's an indigenous American, um, Native American. Um, he tells some similar stories like that. Well, here's the thing. Um, we watch sports, right? I well, watch we sports. don't. But our special guest, he hates sports. Okay. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we uh, got a guest I, in here, everybody. I, this is the, uh, number two live Avery, podcast. Just, just to be sure, I'm I'm stating that those perspectives. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not ascribing merit or demeriting not, those. I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm being Jason Whitlock right now. Okay. So <laughs> you got to put on some weight, bro. You know, Jason got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what I'm saying is, is that um, yeah, those things happen. It's a tragedy. Okay. Um, those things were not necessarily like to that to to. There, there, there is a huge spiritual spiritual component. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, not necessarily biblical, uh, but there's a, there's a huge spiritual component as to what led to that devastation. Yep. From that spiritual component, there's an economic component. There's an economic component where um, many of those you brought it up, um, those conquistadors uh, or those, uh, those 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 that conquering front line. All those people that 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 came and then they had an associate, they had an a, a associate monk or missionary or yeah, yeah. clerical mm-hmm. representation that that uh, uh, that had some kind of vestige uh, that they that they said was because of uh, Christ. All right, that's BS. Okay, like those those people. The idea the, is sorry, to give the Bible and take the land. Yeah, no, 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 I hear you. The, the those people, those people. It goes back to what I brought up. Those people did not represent the Bible. Those people yes. represented Greek mythology and 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 pieces uh, of the Bible, um, and they represented they represented the 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 the, the um, different lands in Europe because they wanted to yeah. they wanted to expand their territories because they were competing with one another. So that's mm-hmm. why they came, and that's why they killed y'all. All right. They and, represented pieces oh, of the they just Bible. Us. No, they were rep- they represented the pe- pieces of the Bible yanked out of context, and they had people who were s- supporting them financially, kings and others. Absolutely. So and, they 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 were the, you know they were beholden to those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say y'all, uh, you, you know. I, yeah. I, I, well, I'm I'm trying to what I'm trying to get to the point is that look in sports, so the, who are you mad? You should know what who you're mad at, and you know, and it, and, and whether they really did uh, represent the Christianity that you're now rejecting. Well, I'm that, I think that that can be that 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 might be one part that can be salvageable what i'm saying but what i'm really saying is and i'm speaking to the person who is upset about what you're saying because people they lose their lives like people go their whole lives stuck in that mire right of oh i can't believe the white person did this to me and what like in sports right okay like you can only have one winner you're laughing but people go to war like our societies like our 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 lands are drawn borders are drawn because of war basically basically i mean you have land treaties and whatnot but when it comes to empires right when kingdoms are absorbing kingdoms there's there's a military aspect to that okay so are you telling the the losers to get over themselves and and admit 
you know, that their ancestors lost to the ancestors hey, of the of the winners but that, but and stop and, and, you know, and, and stop fighting. You've been defeated. Look, I'm not telling I, I'm I, I'm telling you I'm spitting facts. It's up to you to see whether or not you want to you, you want to you want to swing at gnats for your whole life or if you want to if you actually want to truly um, uh, uh, have a be- ha- have a more fulfilled experience in this life. Like I'm I'm I'm. I'm just. I, it's up to you. So it's more it's fulfilling to, to to exist within the context that was imposed on you than to swing at gnats for the whole for the rest of your life. Well, what I'm saying is is that maybe may, maybe maybe that is not necessarily the choices. Maybe maybe there's another choice. Okay. Right. Maybe there's another choice. See, it's spiritual, right? And mm-hmm. that's why when the Lord says He's the way, the truth, and the life, y'all thought He was just playing around. Hmm. Like I'm the way, truth, the In life. other words, there nah, is a you, way to live within this context, you whether you're the victim or it. the victim. You can be in it, but not of it. No, okay. I, I, I agree. And, and, and like we so, talked about last week, we can't grab it low hanging fruit. Yes, you know, like, yes. Like picking up. So because then you're the victim again. So you're the victim of, of your ancestors' loss, and then mm-hmm. you're, now you're the victim of grabbing it, crap, grasping and na- and swinging at nets yeah. when you could rise above it and live. According to what you're talking you're gonna about, you're going to be the victim of cultural Marxism. We'll go into that in another in another episode. But you you will be the victim of uh, of of a movement or an initiative that's designed to conquer the West from the inside. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So let's so let's and it'll come take around you third with base it. here. Let's let's yeah. come around third base because one of the things that I do want to go into, you know, next time we get together, hopefully, will be about um identity. Um, Barbara Holmes, the president of the United Theological Seminary. She made a statement about some of the things that she saw in, you know, by indigenous Africans. And she was like, this wasn't just, this is not just an African-American issue. And so a lot of people like to make this just an African-American issue. She said, but in visiting indigenous African peoples who were believers, who were Christians, she was like, this is how strong the erasure of their belief systems and practices were. That She said it was intentional and that it was nearly complete. She said all over Africa she would go and she would find young African people dressed as Quakers from a bygone era, wearing formal Presbyterian robes. In the middle of the desert, they're singing songs like Amazing Grace, you know, instead of singing songs in their own cultural context. And she said it was weird and sad, actually. And I thought that that is something that we have not yet chosen to address the elephant in the room. That's the big elephant in the room. And so this is what we want to, you know, we we want to leave this with you guys to think about. And it's something that can't be denied. There are a lot of good guys out here right now, you know, because it's like, I think Avery said this before, it's cool to be a woke church. You know, that's that's like cool and hip to say. But what it has not addressed yet is the is the point of identity. And we cannot deny the fact that modern day Christianity, and when I say modern day, I don't mean 2018. I'm talking about you can go back the last couple of centuries. Yeah. Modern, the this modern iteration of Christianity and its relationship with white European culture, right? So when you go into indigenous Africa and they're singing Amazing Grace and in a Presbyterian robe. And now, dressed like pilgrims wrong. and Puritans. And dressed like Quakers and Puritans. Now there's nothing, listen, I'm not here You're to bash about white Western, culture. Western, Western culture, because yeah. that's not the only it's not the representation only. of Christianity but, over the past. But for people, years. like Good you point. said, in that in the American yes. Empire, in American, people, yeah. uh, yes. So for for people yes. in the American Empire, yes. that is the Christianity that, that that's forced upon them. Now this goes really deep because I'm not here to bash white culture. One of my good friends is sitting behind us, and he's white. So I'm not here to bash white culture. Yeah, but, yeah. your best but friend is white. 
my best friend. I have some of my best friends are white. No, I'm just kidding. But if it's imposed upon people who are not that, who that's not their cultural context, that's where the problem comes in. Because like that was the problem with Christian hip hop. Like that's the problem. Christian hip hop oh, doesn't. Oh, he brought up the what was the problem? H. I thought we was about to wrap this podcast. I'm just up. throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. What was the problem? The with cultural Christian aspect of Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. In order for it to work, it had to become friendly to white church culture. And any Christian hip hop that wasn't friendly to the Uh-oh. to the iteration Uh-oh. of white church culture Uh-oh. that we know wasn't Uh-oh. really accepted. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so we have to address the the elephant in the room, which is identity. And so we're going to get into that next week. You know, I'm, listen, guys. Next I'm, podcast. Next podcast. Might not be next week. Hopefully it'll be next week, but it might not be next week. Oh, it won't be next week because we'll be doing the thing. Hey, my man, yeah. extra piece said don't say the years. Yeah. So it will be in 2018. I, I, I can say that. But we do want to get into this thing of identity because I think that that's very, very, very critical. So we thank you guys for rocking with us this week. We know it's been super heavy. I don't even have a this week in the news to try to lighten things up and get a laugh <laughs> No in. levity. No levity. No. Yeah, the, the NBA playoffs, man. Yeah, NBA oh, playoffs. man. We could see you can't laugh. My and Lebr- and LeBron and his crew walking in with the high waters, all that. You there know? we go. That's some levity. Just if you, if you want some levity, think about Russell Westbrook's powder blue suit he wore a couple of days ago why does it have to be powder it was <laughs> Dude came in there with no shirt and a powder blue suit you on. seen a little photo on espn with his chest assist showing yeah. <laughs> it was t- i mean what is what's <laughs> with that being said Wrong. ladies and gentlemen the so, nba now we have a bunch of dandies yeah. walking around so there we go so we thank you guys for go rocking there. with us we, we I will go there we will continue this conversation <laughs> next week um and talk a little bit about identity but we do thank you guys for rocking with us this week. Um, for Avery and Eve, this is AJ saying peace. Peace in the Middle East. Later. I know it was heavy. We know. We know. We're sorry. We're sorry. Let's get started. I won't cheat you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They don't want to keep it in biblical Keep it 100 when others say it is fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction